You know what, Sam? What? It's simple. You just have to win one game at home, and it's over. Yes, it is. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. Sam, we have finally won a road game ever since uh, the, I believe this was two years ago at Tampa where we won. Which was the last game we won on the road. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And it was felt good to win today. You, you, you felt, I think, that you needed to win today. And that's what you did. Yes, it was a great game all around. Uh, but uh, let's take this period by period. First period, I thought that was the climax of the physicality that we kind of saw in the first three games, we know Islanders are a very physical team, obviously. But I mm-hmm. thought the first period really was the climax of all that type of stuff. To the point where I thought they crossed the line. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, they got penalized. But the greatest part is we were able to convert on the power play. And yep. Jarvis scoring from Nathan and Burns. And that was a five on three. Yep. Five on three. Uh, I, I don't remember the player who went to the box uh, who hit Drury to make it, it was a five on three. Polak. Polak. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, he's not a very, I mean, Islanders are riddled with players who are dirty. Polak's one of them. Uh, he took liberties with Drury. I think the right call was made. I would, I, I mean, if they call the five, I think the five is warranted based off of their team history in the last few games. You know, they're purposely taking shots at players. If you want to think they're not, that's not true. After, you know, Drury's hurt, Tara Vinen's hurt, Natchez got hit, and open eyes nowhere near the puck. Dirty hit there. And that so, was from Brock Nelson. So, I mean, Islanders are taking liberties. And what, what do you do? Carolina's not designed to to combat that. And they shouldn't. Don't get into the mud with a team as, as crappy and dirty as the Islanders, right? So just don't do that. And it stems from their head coach. Lane Lambert's a crappy, dirty coach. That's just a reality there for that. Um, organization uh what do you do the what can you do you can score on the power play that's what carolina does a score on the power play and i was so happy jarvis scored again i'm happy we won sam but i'm also happy of how we won because it was the star players that came through yes your top your top players win and they get that w they get the they get the win for you really it's your top line and that's the thing that's been missing in these playoffs you've been getting by on secondary scoring and that's okay they need to contribute but this is the kind this is what i call a statement game and i tweeted that and the reason it's a statement game is because your top players showed up and they did what they had to do and you love that right you get jarvis natchez aho jarvis mckechran on, on the board right so you those are your goal scores and of those goal scores jarvis natchez and aho that's your top three forwards all scoring a goal Yes, and they're the, your only top three, top six fours, because you're having injury problems. Yeah, and you got another injury today, like I said, with uh, with Drury out, and he did turn. I, I I do want to say that he did turn. So I I agree with what the officials made on that penalty is of making it a minor because he turned. 
Now, um, one thing I don't have on our show notes, Sam, that actually got me fired up was at the, the end of the first period when you have Matt Martin, who has been the villain for the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Yes, every player on the island has been visible, but it's been Matt Martin who has kind of taken over that role. And I'm sure game five Tuesday, he, whenever he has the puck, I'm sure the fans are going to boo at him. Yeah, because every time he touches the puck. Dirty hit took a run at our guy. Hit right in the numbers. And M- Mac- McEachern. McKenzie McEachern. McKenzie McEachern, yes. And he hit the new guy. And... Dude, just play clean. And Carolina, again, what happens? At the end of the period, so Carolina gets a power play to start. What do they do? They score on the power play. So you're making them pay for these dirty hits. And if you noticed, after Carolina got that second power play, some of the cheap shots and dirty plays started to tamper off because they're like, oh, crap, Carolina might actually score on the power play. They were nearly as physical after that Natchez goal on the power play. That was just a beautiful setup. Uh, in fact, I saw a close-up of that play. Nason wasn't even looking at Natchez. He was looking, I think, at Ajo, who passed it to him, and he just passes it to Natchez across the goal crease yeah. and scores. It's a set it's play, a so you don't have play. to. Yeah, it's a set play, so he didn't have to look. And Natchez got on the board. I, I firmly believe Natchez is playing hurt. Don't think he's healthy. I don't think anybody thinks he's healthy. So I think it's good for him to get on the board and contribute where he can, given this nature of his health. I just I don't think he's healthy. I think he's. It's, he's I don't think he's the only one though, because no. there are a lot of bruised players on the Hurricanes just by the way the Islanders play. Yeah, and I also don't think Jury's going to play next game. I think I I personally think he's in a concussion protocol. But uh, that they won't say that for sure. Not until closer to game. Well, time, so, I mean. We're just now recording this after Brendan Moore's interview. And first question, actually, that came up was, is Drury okay? He didn't Brendan know. Moore didn't know. He didn't know. And like I said, I think in this case, when it's a head injury, they usually don't say a whole lot right away. So he looked wobbly going down. So it makes me think it's concussion protocol. So I don't expect him to play. I mean, you're fortunate there and that it's not like an Ajo or a Natchez who's out. But, you know, it's still a player. He's been playing good. <sighs> but I, I just hate to keep seeing these players go down. I mean, it's like every game someone's getting hurt. And it's getting to almost a ridiculous point where if you're a coach and you're Arlene Lambert and you're complaining about the officials, oh, my God, your team is taking runs at our guy. You're not having players drop like flies. Well, it's how they're taking runs. Again, the Pollock, I mean, it was unfortunate. I think it's just a bit unfortunate because Drury did turn out the last second. But my biggest issue and the the hit that really got me fired up was uh, the hit on McEachern. I'm going to struggle with that name, guys. I'm sorry. But it was the end of the first period in the neutral zone. You didn't need to do anything at all in order to increase your chances of scoring. You're in the neutral zone. You, Like the final seconds of the first period, you didn't need to do that. I had an issue with that. And to be honest, I mean, I'm not going to say the player safety department's going to suspend them or anything. But I, that needs to be taken a look at. It's so unnecessary. Yeah, and that's and that's my problem. It's not the Pollock hit. I didn't have much of a problem with it was just that one at the end of the first period. 
mean, yeah, I, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is with, with the hit. I really felt like Pollock probably could have pulled up more than he did. Fine. Um, you make him pay. Good. Um, Matt Martin needs to stop. And, I mean, this at this point, this is not, this is the second hit into the numbers on a defenseless player. So, I agree with Tripp. I don't have time for that. So, I think it should look at the Depart- Department of Player Safety. should look at it. You can't be having that. Fortunate in this case, he went, you know, he hit a guy like McEachern who's just bigger guy. So, it probably didn't phase him a whole heck of a lot. But what if that was Jarvis, right? What if that was someone smaller player who could get hurt? Yeah, and, and McEachern, I like him because he's fit. He, he, he threw a couple of hits, too, yeah. in this game. Big dude, too. Yes, and even though this was in the third period, I mean – remember when you know, I believe it was Cal Clutterbuck who actually kind of Slavin's a big dude you're not going to hit his head but he went over and tried to hit Slavin's head a couple times like come on seriously so, the game is over there's no need to do that yeah they're just trying you know and, and, and you need to expect this to the nth power right it's going to be worse in game five because Islanders have no choice. They cannot skate with the Hurricanes. They, they just cannot. They don't have the skill. They don't have the depth. They don't have the defense to do it. That's fine, and this is a strategy that teams employ, you know, you know, deploy when they're down and they can't skate and they can't play with the team in front of them. So they're going to do it. They're going to try to take liberties, but what does Carolina need to do? And this is why they're taking penalties, and their coach can whine, cry, and complain all they want, right? But it's this it's is a, how they t- took the hits that made the penalties. And this is reality, too. This is part of how the game goes. It's supposed to be the better team does take less penalties, not, you know, usually you're taking penalties when you're in the defensive zone because you're getting tired. And Carolina's a p- possession team, right? And if you look at the stats, the article, I think a couple years ago now, or maybe it was a year ago, talking about, like, how teams like the Coyotes were, like, number one in penalties taken, right? It's because they're not a good team. And when you get matched up against teams who are significantly better than you, you're going to take more penalties. Unfortunately, at the time, the Hurricanes didn't fall, you know, for whatever reason, they were at the bottom. But maybe things are starting to kind of go back to the – revert back to the mean in the playoffs. Where, yes, the Hurricanes take penalties. They do. They, they took some. I didn't really have any issues with any of the penalties Carolina Except took for that hold on uh, – uh, I can't remember which player it was, but th- th- there was a hold on one of the Islanders' stick that I didn't really like. Uh, yeah, I think that I saw something about that. At the end of the day, it's not like it's neat read, you know, they called it. Um, I-, I don't have a problem with officiating when it's consistent, right? If we get six and they get six, I can't really complain, you know, at the end of the day. I can complain when my players are getting are dropping like flies because of dirty plays. Whack, you know, you break Turbo's hand, probably shattered it the way it sounded like. Uh, Drury gets hit to the boards. McEachern gets hit from behind. I'm like, oh, my Lord. So now you've lost Teravine and Drury. What do you do in game five? You know, you want to win the game, but you want to make sure your players are good. It's NBA playoffs time. That means Big Hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Gets in on the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. 
Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get the bonus bets back up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. So in my opinion, what I try to do in game five is I'm going to roll all four. All four lines. I think you have to. And maybe even spread up, spread the offense out a little bit to just kind of protect your players to know when all-stars getting too much ice time to the point where you're getting hurt because someone's going to come in for jury. But in general, I, I loved this game. I loved the goal scoring that we got from all of our top players, and I loved – the response, right? And the response wasn't to try to be dirty back. The response was, fine, you're going to go to the penalty kill. We're, We're going to make, make you pay. pay. Exactly. You and that's what dirty? they did. We're not going to retaliate. We're going to make you pay on the on the scoreboard. Yes. And what's great, too, is that the Hurricanes didn't stop on the special teams. They scored five on five as well. Ajo scored, from, scored on a beautiful pass from McKeeran. And that was just a great transition play. Ajo was the one that created the turnover. And he gets a wonderful full pass for the two-on-one chance. It's 3 nothing, And then you have Jarvis in the third period scoring, making it 4 nothing. I actually thought um, Ajo's goal was the game-breaker because with it being 3 nothing, I was like, okay, I can't really see the Islanders coming back. And then I think the Jarvis goal really was just cemented that. Uh, but... Well, it's funny about that Jarvis goal, it, Sam, is I thought that was more on Sorokin just not making a good play at all, kind of flailed there, and, um, and Jarvis kind of just made it look easy. So that was a great goal. You get an unfortunate goal from Pellick, obviously. I mean, Sam, you could tell Nathan was trying to give the puck to Ronto to cover it, but that didn't really work out. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I really, I, I felt that no matter what New York did, it was not going to be enough. I didn't think they were going to be able to get four goals. That's just not how this series has been. No, so. it, it really hasn't. And, but then McKeeran, he scores. That's another great goal. Yep. Um, right above the glove on Sorokin. And Sorokin did not play a good game. I, I really didn't think he played that good of a game. This was his worst game. Um, but if you think he's going to come back and play like that again – no, you can't. Think that. You cannot <laughs> no. think that at all. My my thought is next game Carolina will win the game. I do think they win at home. Uh, but it's going to be a close game. I don't like think it's going to be a game like this. So if you all remember the game game seven against Boston, I think it was three to two, two to one kind of game. That's that's how this game is going to go. It will be that close. It'll be that intense. Carolina will probably take like a three to one lead or you know whatever, and New York will climb back in. And that that's how that's going to be because at the end of the day, who's going to be playing harder? The Islanders, because they have to. They win or they go home. Exactly. Maybe McEwen can can be that Max Domi moment where he scores two goals in game in not in game seven. I hope we don't go game seven, but <laughs> the game seven will be game five. Yeah, I mean, look, and also and he scores two goals. In the, reality in is, guess what? Someone else has got to come into the lineup. Yeah, so there's that question. If Drury does not come back, do you put Stepan back in or do you try one of the Black Aces? I'm leaning toward one of the Black Aces considering how McKeeran played. But. Kekrin. 
McEachern. Sorry, I know I'm going to butcher <laughs> that name. I'm sorry. It's just hard to pronounce for some reason for me. Um, I can tell you what they're going to do. They're going to put Stepan in. Right? Yeah. Although, but I don't know because I'm a little surprised Stepan was taken out tonight. So my, my thought there is I wonder if he's hurt. I don't know. Maybe he's a little injured. Well, we know Anderson was. It was revealed Anderson Anderson before the game. He was a little bit nicked up, which was why he wasn't. Um, he wasn't behind the bench. It's been Kachekov who's been sitting behind with the players. Yeah, they said initially it was because he was sick. I call BS. He was clearly hurt. Um, so I think that's the case right now. I think he's hurt. That's fine. Ronta's and been I don't think there's any reason to pull Ronta. No, you know, no, no, no. Uh, the only time I think you pull Ronta is in game six. If, if you lose on Embarrassingly home. Embarrassingly on home. Yeah, go ahead and put Kuchetkov in. Because you give Ronta a break, right? You have two chan- you, you have three chances to win this series. Five, six, and seven. You got to win one of these games. Ideally, you want to win game five, just be done. Yes. Now, it's going to be interesting because let's say we do win game five. You're probably going to be getting a bit more of a break than maybe other teams. Because it seemed, well, I mean, I think last time I saw Boston's winning against Florida. But you're probably going to be getting a bit of a break. I mean, game after you, if you do win, maybe you put Kachekov in round two to see if you can ignite something, but I don't know because there is, there's going to be a, a good amount of time if you do win on Tuesday uh, yeah. to start round two. Yeah. And that's fine. Get some, you know, you, you've been banged up pretty bad in this series. So I like the fact that you get a little bit of time and I think it's needed. Sometimes you're like, Oh, you know, if you get, so, you know, take too much time, you'll be able to put your, you know, foot on the gas. And I'm like, this team needs a break. <laughs> they kind of need it bad. Yes, uh, I I think they need the break too. But I mean, we've seen, and it's not just the Hurricanes. We've seen with other teams too, where you sweep one team, and then the next round, I, either you lose or you get swept. It's just reality in the playoffs. I hope this doesn't happen to the Canes because I do think. With the physicality of the Islanders, they do need a break, but I just don't know. Well, let's also take a look at it this, right? What Rangers might finish their series early. Yes, the Devils won game in New York, which kind of shocked me, but the Devils looked good. I watched some of that game. I thought the Devils played a good and game. And Hamilton scored in overtime. I know. Nice for Dougie Hamilton to actually play in the playoffs. But. Yeah, I know. He Because coming into that game, he was a minus four. Well, no one on the Devils had played well up to that point. Maybe Other Jack, than except Jack Hughes. Hughes. Because he was the only one who scored goals for them. But you you move forward, and they did. And um, but I don't know if the Islanders win or not the Islanders, but if the other New York team wins, Rangers win um, their next game at home, they can close it out on the road. And then both Carolina and the Rangers win in five, and your destiny is the New York Rangers, which I I think right now that's probably going to be the case. Um, but but hey, if New Jersey wins again on the road. Completely different ball game now. It is, and both teams lost at home, which is kind of interesting. But, um, you know, I think it might have been – there's just a lot of pressure on the Devils, you know, at home. And there's none when you're down to there, – there's no pressure at all on the Devils when you've lost both games at home going into the Rangers. None, because there's no, no, no expectations anymore for you. Yes, definitely. Well, Sam, uh, great game. Yep. Uh, so three stars. Um, I have my three stars listed, um, but I think there are a lot of players that you could have put. Yeah, 
in the three stars category. Uh, my third star is Sebastian Ajo. I thought he played a very good game. He played solid. Um, I he turned him. it on in the second period. Yeah, and that's what you need from him, right? And he, you got it. And he had a great game, and that was really needed. Uh, my second star was Seth Jarvis, a pair of goals. Uh, hard not to list the dude. <laughs> and one of your stars, I thought he was, was really good tonight. Um, and I thought he needed to be good, so... He had a couple players that hadn't shown up really for a while, and Jarvis hadn't shown up all series to finally show up, and that's great. Uh, first star um, is going to be Mackenzie McEachern. I thought he had a great game for a guy, and, and the reason why you know two points versus two goals for Jarvis, and why I have McEachern as number one, is what he did with having never practiced with the team and just popping in the lineup is like wow, you can make that kind of a pass, make that kind of a like you know play. And in a position where you weren't supposed to play on that top line, and all of a sudden you're expected to play with Aho, and you feed him with a great pass to go up, and and then you finish a you know a chance. So yeah, McEachern gets my first star. I thought he was great. I look forward to seeing him stay in the lineup for sure. Probably going to play on the first line again. Yes, with Jarvis and Aho, that was actually a really good line um, from the start of the second period to pretty much the end of the game. So uh, my three stars, number three, I have Aho. Again, he gets three points today. He really just, at the start of that second period, he really turned it up a notch, especially with that defining moment where he was driving to the net. He didn't get a goal, but Pollock, I thought Pollock made an amazing defensive effort there. But to me, that was when I was like, okay, Alejo finally turned it up a notch, and he was able to prove it on the scoreboard. So, great for Ajo. And then second is McKeeran or McKeeran. McKeeran. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, he, he, again, I just thought he had played amazing considering his situation. Didn't practice at all with the Canes. And yet you're put on the first line with Ajo and Jarvis, and you get a goal and an assist. Just great for that player. And he even, um, Sam... I noticed, I think it was Tripp that said, um, she, he was mentioning Hannah by being like, this, this guy's going to be good because he played for the Blues when they won the Cup. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So with him scoring two points, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and I, I love it. So I, I keep him on the top line until there's a reason not to. Exactly. Um, but and then my first star is Jarvis. I think that's fair. Two goals. Um, but I'll say this. Um, and he was good defensively, too. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, he's killing penalties now, which is unbelievable. Um, but I'll say this on jury. Uh, Derek Stepan will most likely be the one who comes in. Like I said earlier, he will probably be the guy. I think that's the wrong choice. I don't. I bring in Jameson, Reese, Ryan, Suzuki. Give them a shot. You are up three games to one you have a little wiggle room to play. Why not go with a guy who can provide you offense and Ryan Suzuki or a guy who you think is going to be a good player in the NHL and Jamison Reese. I think they both have the high, their higher end is better than Stepan's. The only justification for Derek Stepan is he's the righty face off guy. And he has experience. He does, but I don't think that's good enough reason. You have two guys who've won the Calder cups too. So it's not like they don't have playoff experience, maybe not in the NHL, but they have it in, in minors. So 
I go with Suzuki and I go with or Jamison Reese. Uh, not Derek Step. I just don't think Derek Stepan's going to provide you what you need where the other two will. Well, hey, I would not be opposed to it. I am uh, relying on Bryn Moore to make the right decision on that. I think either way, I think Kings are going to, I mean, Islanders are going to be coming out hard in game five. I don't think we're going to see them as physical as they were in the first period, though. Because I think they would probably, even though the coach might not, which I'm surprised the coach just blamed officiating on this. I think the players might have convinced themselves that they need to tone down the physicality or else they're going to the box. And knowing that the Canes have scored like already four goals on the power plays in the past four games, um, Maybe you you don't see that much physicalness with the Islanders. I don't know. Um, I, they might try it again on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, just to see. But I believe if we if we played our game like we did today on Tuesday, we're gonna win. Yeah. And also, just a quick note: a history with Sebastian Ajo passing Eric Stahl in most goals in franchise history, and the playoffs. So yes, great, great mile mark for him, and. Uh, also, well, was a couple of great moments too, Sam. One was Ronson making a huge save to where he had a cut in his pants. Yeah, that was funny. That was really funny. And Trip Tracy saying Kevin James is a huge caniac. You see, it was at the game, apparently. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. But great for this team getting the win. Moving on home. Let's finish it off at home. Let's end it. Let's go ahead and bury the Islanders. Uh, we had a statement win tonight. Let's make another statement and make New York Rangers or the Devils a little nervous about what's to come. Exactly. So we will see you then after that game. See you. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.